Welcome to Unique Careers, Unique Lives. This is a show, and I'm on a quest. A quest to find how people get unstuck and create unique careers, unique lives. Every week, I interview a guest to find their answer. Will you join me? Let's begin! In this episode, my guest is Duygu Yürük. Duygu is an old friend of mine and she is one of the most successful people I know. She started her career in trade marketing. At 27, she became the sales manager for one of the biggest cosmetic brands in Turkey. At 32, she was the sales director for Turkey for the famous cosmetic brand MAC. And then she was offered the same position in Germany. So she became the national sales manager for the brand MAC in Germany. And now she is still continuing her success as being head of sales in another big fragrance and home products brand for Germany and Switzerland. In this episode, we talked about how she followed this successful path, how she approaches to this concept of being stuck, what is important for her at work, and what she learned during the process of working so hard and driven and also working in different cultural environments. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will talk to you at the end. I want to start with um, the last memory, the last vivid memory I have of uh, you, of okay. us. <laughs> uh, so the story is in Sicily, somewhere in the middle of nowhere in an island. We are on a boat, uh, you are there, I am there, uh, our friends are there, we are eight people. And I remember that we were parked, I don't know if you say parked for the boat. We stopped the engine. <laughs> we had stopped the engine. And um, at some point we had realized that there was slowly more and more water inside uh, the cabin, in the boat. And uh, we notified the captain about it. The captain said, captain is also our friend, my husband, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The captain said it's normal that there is water coming and going. But at some point, the water reached our knee level. And there, a panic has started. And I had already panicked. But at that moment, my panic rose to the roof and (laughs) you were uh, super calm and you reached out to something that can work like a bucket Uh, you told people to do things and then you just got on it you started uh, using one cooler box as a bucket and you took out the water you and uh, our captain you two were working to get rid of the water in the boat and I noticed that there's this part of you that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known you quite some years now. I don't know, ten, more than 10 years, I think. Yeah, I guess uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you were so calm, so organized, um, everything put together. And um, so you really made a difference in that point that you helped to get rid of the water and you kept your 
cool. Mm-hmm. I thought this is such a huge gift that we had you on board. And um, I thought I could probably never, I mean, maybe I could have been useful, but I couldn't keep my uh, cool and uh, like be organized like you were. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... Uh, were you always like this or (laughs) how did did you become this person that is so organized so foreseeing things and Mm -hmm. can be helpful in stressful situations well first of all i'm a cool person (laughs) that's that's i didn't know you were (laughs) that's uh i've been told i mean that's not what i'm saying uh i mean yeah just uh kidding but um I was never, I, I have never realized that uh, that reaction was like received by yourself that uh, in a, that in that way. But uh, I think it's uh, becoming uh, your reality when you been facing with kind of a crisis situation, either in your personal business life a lot. Uh, you are like getting a sense of how to deal with, how to cope with and how would be the best possible uh reaction to go over with it so i i i i mean at that point i was not thinking about what should i do now i just came up with the idea so we need to get rid of the water uh what is the material that i can use and i just start doing it and so it was a crisis situation I mean, thank God we didn't think and we are still alive, of course. But uh, for me, uh, it wasn't kind of automatic. And this habit that I have, apparently, uh, has been evolving in me um, in cases that I had in my business career. And I'm, I mean, we will talk about that uh, more in detail, I guess. But uh, I am responsible for it sales organization and I've been sales manager for the last 10 years and I've been um, dealing in those kind of situations very often so uh, unconsciously I uh, adopted that habit and it became part of my life Uh, I don't know it's a good thing or not but I'm happy that uh, (laughs) that uh, you receive that in a very conscious way. Thank you. <laughs> well, that, it was definitely a good thing that we were saved from drowning, but we wouldn't probably drown. But um, so you said you developed that side of yours also through um, your work experience. Um, what major parts of your work experience made the biggest impact on you, like being who you are today? Well, first of all, maybe tell me, because I told, I feel that question is multiple questions. First, mm-hmm. I said, what m- made the biggest impact? And then I mm-hmm. said the biggest impact on who you are today. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, let's take the business, do you go? Okay. <laughs> what characters, uh, what characteristics of business do you go is uh, playing the biggest role in Duygu's success as mm-hmm. personal satisfaction mm-hmm. in work, but also the impact that Duygu creates in business environment? Mm-hmm. That's a big question, so I need okay. some time. Uh, <laughs> but we have that time. I mean, yeah. sorry, the audience. I hope you will enjoy that too. Um, well, um, I mean... 
if I just uh, have a look on the career that for the last 14-15 years of mine, um, I'm actively working for the uh, for this time period so far. Uh, I recognize myself um, being a bold person. I mean, I've been working um, very long time for the same industry. I'm uh, working for cosmetic industry, actually. I've been uh, working for Turkey and then moved to Germany for multiple brands and uh, multiple departments as well. Um, I think I was always the one who were who was like eager to try something new, go for with the challenge and uh, challenge the status quo and uh, maybe just expand expand the uh, uh, the potential of the uh, situation. Um, the thing that I uh, I mean most like in my job or what I'm doing right now is uh, looking for more and also uh, expanding the potential not only within the business but also with the team that I'm working for that's the thing that I can highlight in my career which also makes a lot of fun uh, what I'm doing right now I am responsible for a sales organization, uh, both in Germany and then also in Switzerland. And I like working with the teams, not only the, for the people that I'm responsible for, but also with my colleagues that uh, where we all together bring something into reality. It's always and mostly numbers, but I'm not. I don't like to represent my job only uh, delivering the results and numbers, but we also touching people in their lives where we uh, try to uh, uh, increase the experience that I that they have uh, during their sales uh, activation or sales environment so I was always uh, trying to go faster or move I mean deep dive in a better or t- uh, deepener horizon so it was almost the biggest trigger in my career where I was always looking for more and creating sometimes my own challenge where I was like, you don't call it like uh, getting bored, but I don't like the status quo and I always uh, looked ways where I can create my own challenge or how can I step out of my comfort zone? Because I truly deeply believe that you can only increase your mindfulness or your experience or your being who you are when you are courageous enough to go out of the comfort zone so that was always my motivation of what I'm doing in my life so I had two questions also remind me what I asked so one was what were the major points in your career I think that made the biggest impact on you and I think I also asked like what impact you made your answer what stayed with me about this is the your boldness and your challenging the status quo and you always growing and expanding and changing and also the impact you make on people like you said potential but not only potential of the business but also potential of the people Mm -hmm. and I was wondering about the change that you experienced yourself so how can you trace back the old do you go before you had taken these positions you said 14 years of experience now Mm -hmm. Um, how did you start first of all (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk about the first uh, 
fresh graduate wow. doing go out for her dreams. Oh my and, god. Uh, personality <laughs> traits. I mean, we graduated from the same university, actually, uh, back in Istanbul. Uh, we were in the same department. And, um, I mean, it's uh, true to say that it's one of the best colleges or universities in Turkey. And so it's more mostly driven with an American personality or characteristics. So it's being bold, like, I mean, I remember that time there was no Facebook Or there was ICQ, the very young time of ICQ or some uh, social portals, but uh, not really Instagram or something like that. I had my motto in your, I mean, you have like, you need to tell something about yourself. And I, my was, I am from Bosphorus University. I'm blonde. I'm going to be a manager. So <laughs> I mean, we are talking about the young girl, like 22 or something. I know it's a little bit... Not sexy. I don't know what uh, motivate me to like a uh, life motto like this, but I was, yeah, that kind of person. I remember when I go a little bit more back in time, when I was a small child, uh, I remember I was selling the toys that I'm not playing anymore on the street in a little box to other kids to earn some money and buy some new toys. And I was in the elementary school that time like seven eight I don't know the age really and my parents I mean they didn't really uh found it very uh weird they said okay if you want to earn some money yeah you can sell your toys it's fine and I I really earned some money and uh it helped me a lot so I remember that time and uh, for me it was always like uh, driving something I mean, from some existing being to a new one or like selling things and getting some results. I mean, I'm a result-driven person. It was maybe on my DNA. I don't know. I don't remember that time. On top on this, this American college culture, I graduated with the motivation at the top. And um, I started with my uh, my career with one of the biggest cosmetic giants on the world, which is Estee Lauder Companies, uh, 2006, uh, working at the trade marketing department. It was great to start my career in that company because that was the year where the uh, American Estee Lauder has launched its affiliate office in Turkey. So I was one of the first starters uh, with the fresh start. So I had the chance to, to take a lot of uh, responsibilities and initiatives and I had the freedom to uh, move things and it was a uh, I mean the uh, potential was like like sky is the limit so I enjoyed that a lot and I worked a lot and I learned a lot which was great and uh, after four years I realized that okay uh, as a trade marketing manager you are like executing the marketing strategies on the field so on the counter where are, you are facing the customer The biggest part where I had most of fun or motivation and which amazed me a lot was like getting the results. So uh, while I was executing a marketing launch, a new product coming uh, on the market, a new skincare product or lipstick, whatever, I was always more motivated getting the numbers, delivering results. So that time, back at that time, uh, I had a great manager who... Uh, apparently saw that potential in me and um, motivated me and 
I am still thankful for the guy. I hope he will hear that too. He pushed me uh, to be a sales manager for the brand Clinique. Uh, I was 27 years old. I was the youngest sales manager uh, in the company. I took this huge responsibility for a sales field force, like about 200 people all around the country. And that was a time where we were expanded like crazy. I mean, we were like uh, tripled the number of the uh, point of sales uh, all around the country. We were like recruiting people, educating them, training them. It made a lot of fun. We made a miracle, like uh, becoming number one brand in the country, which is barely possible because Clinique is not really a three-axis brand, which uh, with three acts, I mean like uh, skincare, makeup and fragrance. And Clinique is not one of the strongest brands if it comes to fragrance, but we still made it. I am still proud of it. Yeah, those kind of experiences did a lot of learnings for me and uh, I enjoyed the time a lot, really. As I told you before, I am always looking for some new opportunities, something that I uh, can challenge and can learn a little bit or bring my expertise or experience to a new level. At that time, I got the offer from the brand Mac. I became the sales director of uh, the brand Mac for Turkey. I was 32 years old. Even though it's within the same corporation, uh, which is still a still other companies, its uh, mindset is completely different than Clinique. I mean, if you talk about Mac, you talk about like going beyond the border, beyond the uh, limits, uh, go wild, go crazy. I mean, it's a brand with a lot of statements. It's it's a great brand. And that time uh, we have opened in uh, some of the rural cities in Turkey where you cannot talk about makeup or make- makeup artistry. We opened 12 stores in 12 months, which is amazing. I was like traveling for my whole week, let's say. And it's not like opening a store in Istanbul or in Izmir, uh, which is like big, but uh, opening a a small city, if you compare it in Germany to a city like uh, Wolfsburg, for example. It was a great teamwork and I built the team, I uh, recruit the team, I develop them, I get them ready to... I mean, it's not only people who are uh, who you are recruiting, but also a managerial team on the field. So who is ma- uh, managing the region and uh, executing the brand strategy or the brand pillars in a perfect way, and making the succession plan. It's like a whole full package, not only from a sales perspective or retail operational perspective, but also talent development, succession, retention, uh, customer experience, a whole 360 package. And um, that was great, really. I am really, really uh, uh, thankful for the time too. I had the honor and the chance to present some of the best practices in the European arena we used to have that meetings uh, twice a year uh, where all the European sales managers or maybe global sales managers or teams are gathering and exchanging or uh, talking about the strategy. And I was honored to present uh, best practices of mine uh, on this on 
some of those meetings. And that got the attention of the German team. And I got an offer from the uh, German uh, MAC team as, uh, as a sales director for Germany. And then you moved to Germany. Then I moved to Germany. Yes, um, 2016, I moved to Germany. I rent an apartment uh, in one of the most beautiful cities in Germany. Am I allowed to say that? I, I, I love Munich, really. I mean, really. I settled in Munich and I work uh, for Mac Germany for three years. Yeah, it was also a great time where I was experiencing a new culture. I mean, Mac is the brand who respects cultural diversity at Max. So it's for Mac, it's no problem with, I mean, the uh, motto of the brand is all ages, all genders, all races. So it's everyone is welcome. Of course, in terms of the customer, it's always everyone is welcome. For me, it was a mindset shift from a Turkish way of doing uh, business to a German way of doing business. What is the difference? There are a lot of differences, but the uh, the most important one, I think, is... Or the Turkish people are very passionate. Uh, if we do something and we love it, we show it. And we love to show it. And uh, there is no shame about showing it. And there is a good thing to be passionate some about something. And there are pros and cons about that too, because if you are working uh, with your emotions, uh, it's also good times and bad times. And if you reflect to that business, it's also a little bit maybe confusing or challenging. German way of doing business, which I like a lot. I mean, I had some couple of colleagues telling me that you are more German than I am. And they are German people, by the way. Germans are very structured. And I mean, they need to prove each and every single step before going live with the project. So they need to be 100, even 1000% sure about it's gonna be okay. And Turkish way of doing is that, I mean, we have a, a word for it. Uh, let's start it. And if there is something happening on the way, we'll fix it on the way. I mean... Now Just, it's called agile working. Yes, you <laughs> <Now> see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's start it. So uh, we'll move it and um, let's make some tests. And my German side was like pulling me back and saying, yeah, you need to prove that it works for everyone. And it works like 100%, maybe 1000. I think this combination is great. And I am uh, happy that I have these both sides of the business managing because it's make a good harmony for me in terms of my daily uh, business. And I am still passionate because it's my in uh, in my DNA. So I cannot I can't get rid of it. But I am a very structured person, which is okay to work in Germany and be successful. I was wondering about the challenges that you faced coming from uh, Turkey to Germany uh, mm-hmm. in terms of adaptation, in terms of, I know, you said the way of working was good for you, but was there any challenge that you needed to grow into or learn to cope with in a different way? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if I think there are, uh, I mean, differences in many ways, actually. So think about uh, meeting with one of the customers, which is like one of the biggest department stores or perfumery chains, you call it. Uh, the meetings itself is super structured and uh, with zero emotion. You are only talking about business and it's it's business and it's time for doing business. And in Turkey, you have some small talk, you have your first sip of coffee and you talk about the football match from yesterday and then afterwards you just talk about like one and a half hour about numbers and business and figures and how it's gonna work together uh look like uh, in the near future and then you go lunch then you could have another coffee and yeah i mean it's more in a business uh also hand in hand with a personal relationship so i also still remember the people that i was selling my products are they have become my good friends Uh, in Germany, it's super separated. And uh, I was like kind of shocked when I first joined the company in Germany. Like, um, okay, we don't do anything after work. Uh, okay, N- nobody is asking me for kind of like after work drink. And um, okay, <laughs> am I not welcome here or what's wrong? And <laughs> I mean, I was like having kind of uh, questions in mind. And then I realized some couple of months, it's nothing personal. It's just how Germans work. I mean, they separate um, work life from personal life super strictly, which is which is okay. I mean, uh, it's a matter of choice and it's fine. I mean, maybe I uh, I enjoyed that separation also in Germany because, I mean, uh, there is also some slight of danger if you don't keep that level in a way when you have some difficulties or some conflicts to solve it you know it's uh, you need to be very cautious about that boundaries at the same time so that's what was uh, one thing that I can say as a difference a biggest one actually uh, when we compare these two ways of doing uh, business hmm. And we started from me, the little young Duygu was uh, blonde and wanted to be manager and she was very driven. <laughs> and then you were actually going for what you dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And one of my previous questions was, how did work change you? So mm. what did you learn or what mm. big impact did it make on who you are? I think, I mean, I was always a passionate people and an ambitious one when it comes to achieving a target. I mean, it, the target is is not always supposed to be a business target. It should be a meaning of life, maybe. That can be a target as well. I was always ambitious about that. And if you are ambitious about something in your life, there might be a chance that you get impatient. Mm. That was more or less in my case, actually, because uh, you want to achieve it. You are driven with the results. You are ambitious. You have you got the power. You got the support and everything. But you are not alone, thank God. And you have people around you who are also working for the same target. And you are not allowed to expect 
the same level of ambition or motivation for me that brought me at some point i mean in the early years of my career maybe bringing me to an impatient point so that i was putting that in question why are they not motivated enough like i am or what do i have to do to drive those things maybe faster because we can be faster i am faster but that's not enough because you it's okay i mean some are even faster some are okay and some are lower and it should be harmonized in a way uh, i learned that during the experiences of course i mean if you are young you are career driven you want to achieve things and you are you want to achieve things fast but you need to take some respect for your uh, environment and uh, what's happening around you and that was one of the biggest learnings uh, in my career that to keep the harmony at the best level even if you need to sacrifice for the speed maybe so at the end of the day it has to be fun for everyone it's not a race it's a journey and we need to enjoy it so we are spending 8 hours 10 maybe more during a day together it should be fun for all of us i am becoming a patient person let's say maybe because i'm getting older <laughs> <laughs> that can be also a reason i don't know but uh i am happy where i am right now uh, with that mindset of course yeah it's a great evolution for myself for my personality hmm. to me it sounded you used the word patience but to me it sounded your priority shifted from yourself or results to work environment mm-hmm. and the collective mm. joy mm. of working together also making sure your team members are happy definitely i love to be in teams i i think i told it before yeah it's i mean if you are uh, in a corporate environment it's always a teamwork i mean even if you are like a a translator uh, working on the laptop and like translating something from one language to another it's still a teamwork and in my case it's more than that of course uh in a sales organization it's all about team nothing more and um i like being with the team and uh i see also one of my biggest priority as a manager or as a, or as a leader is that to make sure that my team is enjoying also the ride as much as I am. Mm-hmm. I am keeping always a keen eye on it. If it comes to daily business or little small talk or weekly meetings or whatever you call it, I am always take pay, I'm paying a lot of attention to make sure that we are all uh developing our talents we are all enjoying uh this journey together and we are harmonizing each other it's fine that we are all different and we need that difference it's diversity that we need and we still can work together and we ke- we can still enjoy it i mean it's the major part uh, of our lives and i don't see a reason why we can do it so 
I am trying to be a manager. When it comes to that scene, how people remind me, uh, I would like to be reminded that I was a good manager who helped the team to grow themselves in their position or in their personality, if it's uh, also possible, and to have super friendly, positive and fun working environment. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I hope they don't wait uh, to tell this to you. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I was privileged to hear that some couple of times. I I am grateful for that, of course, yeah. <laughs> That's great. What makes me surprised in your story is that it feels to me that from the beginning you made the right decisions about your career. You stayed nearly on the same direction mm-hmm. where you started. Yeah. Most of us just start somewhere and are unhappy with the work they do. They change. Mm-hmm. They still don't find the happiness at work. Mm-hmm. And they are like, okay, probably there's no happiness at work. And they live with the misery and somehow just uh, hope to retire uh, without too much trouble at some point. Mm-hmm. But what what did you do correctly or differently than most of other people that you found your true path or wherever you landed you found yourself in it what went well in your story might be something you did but might also be I don't know conditions like Mm -hmm. looking back what do you think contributed to have this story work uh, smoothly for you Mm -hmm. I don't know I might be also um, not seeing parts of your story maybe Mm -hmm. it wasn't smooth Mm -hmm. There is an answer for that question. I took the charge of my life in my hands. I mean, I was never destined to stay in the same uh, industry, doing the same job. I didn't do the same job for longer than four years, actually. I switched uh, between departments or countries or brands. Uh, Now I'm working for a French company uh, already for almost a year. But um, I was, I mean, I was aware of my needs and expectations for my own life. And I took the responsibility of that, you know. I mean, if you are not happy with the conditions that you are in, you need to do something. I created my own challenge and I, I am not afraid of asking the question and challenging myself about that question for example, am I happy what I'm doing? Am I satisfied what I'm doing? And the answer is not positive. Then I start searching something new. It's not supposed to be a new job or new company or something completely different. But you can also create your evolution or your development within the position that you are already in. I mean, I can tell you a couple of examples where I was like, uh, maybe it was for some or the others okay to stay in that position and doing the things that has been done for the couple of years. It's okay, it's fine. Maybe it's a little bit German also. But I am not one of them. And I was like, even if the things are going well, I was also I always questioning 
Could it be better? Is there any other way? Can we optimize the conditions if we have done in the other way? Nobody has asked me to be I mean, to be more productive in each and every point of sale, but I came to the idea that there is a potential to be uh, to plan the um, working schedule in another way, more systematic way, where we can increase the productivity like 15%. I created that challenge for myself. So I was not staying in the uh, situation where I can even get more bored or um, I mean I had the chance to choose either get bored or try something new so I am challenging in my situation all the time and I think it's a healthy manner I hope because I'm always looking for learning something new improving myself improving my capabilities my all the characteristics that I have and all the, uh, what I need to do my job and if there is a way to do it or to take the extra mile, I don't question and I don't stand and I go for the extra miles. Yeah, that was me for the last 14 years, I guess. Always challenging the status quo or myself and saying that, is there any other way? Can you do the extra mile? And actually, I didn't wait for anyone to tell me to do that. I triggered myself in most cases. That's why the misery of getting bored or getting stuck was not even a question for me. I mean, if I had a little feeling about that, I was, I didn't waste any minute uh, of that point and try to think about that. How can, how can things be different so that I don't feel like that. I don't need to change my job. I can ask for another uh, project. I can take responsibility for something other than my uh, area. Or if it's uh, it, it comes to that point, before the uh, feeling catches me, I caught the feeling and we're like proactive to deal with it. And... I am happy to say that I don't have that moment or the feeling where I feel myself stuck at any level in my career. I think it's about being conscious and um, being brave enough to deal with that feeling, you know. You cannot escape of that. It's there and either you deal with it or you live with it. So I chose to deal with it and I always find a solution. I was never, I never failed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it's like knowing yourself, being conscious that this is going to happen. And when you have this feeling, just act on it, like proactively make the difference for yourself, take charge of your life. I think there's also, you have the belief that you can do the change. There's a certain confidence you have in yourself and in your capability to learn or to, to, to do this change. Mm-hmm. So underlying belief in yourself. Yes, I think this belief should be in each and every one of us. I mean, I don't want to um, 
make this podcast about mindfulness. <laughs> well, you can make it about anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the, this belief or the question is in all of us, you know, it's... Uh, You don't need any extra course for that. Or maybe you need, but you need to be aware that something is disturbing you. Or you need to... I mean, you need to be uh, eager about that. To find out what's behind that feeling. I mean, I think uh, it's a choice of how we want to live our lives. And uh, it's also fine to have... Uh, super regular job, nine to six, then uh, sitting on a couch, look on Netflix, going to bed, and the next morning would look like the same, which is also completely fine. I am not one of those person. I mean, I am uneasy when it comes to how I want to spend my life for the rest of my life. So, um... It's also in a business life and in also personal life. I was always, I, I will be also looking for more. More needs doesn't need to be more money, a higher position. How to be actually more happy in whatever you are doing and how you live your life. In my opinion, uh, you can also uh, reflect that in your business life as well as in your personal life. When we, it comes to business life... How can I be a better leader so that my team would benefit from what I can bring to them and my company would benefit from my experience and how I deliver uh, or contribute to these results. So it's how you choose to live. For me, it's so take it for granted. I don't see any other way. I am looking for, I will be looking for uh, more uh, different way, new ways, I don't know, more effect, efficiency, uh, more effective ways of doing things. I mean, knowledge, experience, there is a whole world uh, outside and we are only able to know one small size of it, so... Why not to grasp a little more of it? It sounds beautiful towards the end, uh, like finishing the podcast <laughs> in that level. Why not take more of it? <laughs> exactly. Challenge your status quo. I mean, it's calm and cozy, the couch and the Netflix. It's fine. If you're happy with that, stay with that. If you want to grow yourself, so you need to be a little bit challenging. So it doesn't hurt, I promise. <laughs> so how will you be keeping on challenging yourself for the future? Yeah, it's a lifetime journey. I mean, there's a lot of ways of doing it. And um, I am exploring still. And I'm exploring myself, my personality, the world, the people... I am learning every day something new and I am in many ways in contact with the people. I am a super uh, communicative person. I love to talk to anyone and everyone. I will keep challenging myself in business. I will 
keep challenging my people, my team and my colleagues maybe. I don't know whether they like it or not, but that's how I am. I hope they enjoy it too. I'm not going to be a stubborn person. I will try. <laughs> yeah, it's uh we have one life and uh, I mean my uh understanding about that is uh, we need to learn as much as we can and learning makes fun. So I'm, I will enjoy and I hope uh some of us who are listening um uh, right now what we are talking today would get something about that and I would be happy to maybe hear or feel some resonance about that. People are who are challenging their status quo and getting to some new other level, which uh, also creates some joy. So if people want to share how this talk resonated with them, how they should do it? I am on each and every social media, but I don't have a website. I am on it. <laughs> I think on the notes you will write yeah. my name so they can connect me on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Zinc, any channel that they want. So I would be more than happy to be helpful about anything that I can be helpful. I think I'm sure you will be. And uh, I was wondering if this was a good challenge for you and if you learned something from our Oh my God. I mean, guys, I have to tell uh, this story very maybe uh, for the last couple of minutes. I was super excited. And um, I mean, believe me, I've been on many stages like talking to people with the microphone and everything, which is cool and fine. But... When it comes to Ushul and her podcast, which I am a big fan of it, oh, I was like preparing my notes. I was like really pain in the ass, asking questions. Oh my God, that my for, uh, the first podcast, I don't uh, want to uh, screw that up. So uh, that was a great challenge. I learned a lot. Thank you so much for <laughs> inviting me. I enjoyed it a lot. And yeah, I mean... I am. I adore what you are doing, and I will be following you. I will be following you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on the podcast. It was a huge joy to have you. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you very much for the invitation. That was that was great. How comfortable do you feel yourself right now? Do you told us to make ourselves a bit uneasy it's when we make ourselves uneasy then we can stretch and we can learn and we can live the life to the fullest this is what i learned from my conversation with duygo she said her way of approaching her life and also to work is how can we do things a bit differently how we can contribute a bit more what can i change and with these questions i think We all can find more variety in our work, more excitement. We would enhance our curiosity and we would increase our contribution to ourselves and to others. I was especially amazed that the concept of being stuck was so foreign to her. And her solution to that was just be mindful When you have a bit of feeling that this doesn't work for you, take an action. 
do something different. Stuckness doesn't exist. You just have to do something differently. I hope our conversation resonated with you. That's also what Duygu wanted. As always, you will find the show notes on the website unique.com, Y-O-U-N-I-C-H.com. And if you want to get in touch with Duygu and tell her how it resonated with you, you can find her contact details on the show notes as well. I would love to hear your feedback. Please let me know. You can do so by sending me an email. You will find my contact details also on the show notes. If you enjoyed this conversation, please let other people know about it because we will grow together and we learn better when we share what we learn with others. When we contribute to others, we contribute to ourselves. I appreciate you for giving the time to this podcast and I'm looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Take care.